Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Melissa Mason. And we have something special coming up for The Spillers this weekend. It's the new episode of The Watch and this month. So anyone who's not across, if you're new in town, welcome. Lovely to have you here. The Watch is our special bonus series of The Spill. So once a month, we deep dive on the one buzzy show everyone's talking about. This month, we're doing a league of their own on Prime Video. So make sure you're watching The Spill feed on Sunday when that episode drops in. If you haven't watched it yet, what are you doing with your life? This show is amazing. So good. On Prime Video. You need to go watch it so you can listen to our podcast on Sunday. So on today's show, we're talking about the interview that everyone has been talking about. It's Meghan Markle's new profile for The Cut. There's been some really buzzy headlines that she's told some lies in there. And we're going to start unpacking that because I think some of these headlines have got her intentions wrong. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Well, Netflix has been hit with a defamation lawsuit by Rachel Williams, the real-life bestie of notorious scam artist Anna Delvey. Rachel claims that the series based on Anna's wildlife, Inventing Anna, quote, made a deliberate decision for dramatic purposes to portray her as greedy, snobbish, disloyal, dishonest, cowardly, manipulative, and an opportunistic person. That is like every bad thing you can possibly be. In one sentence, Rachel claims that while Netflix concealed details of other players in the real life story, like Anna's boyfriend and business lawyer, she had her place of business, full name and neighborhood kept the same as real life. We filed the case because Netflix not only included false facts in inventing Anna to make Rachel appear like a horrible person, but also because they used her real name and biographical details for the character, her lawyer told Vanity Fair. It'll be interesting to see how this case fares, especially given Rachel penned an essay for Vanity Fair about her experience with Anna, plus wrote a book about it under her name. Netflix is yet to comment. It's me again, Laura. (laughs) Surprise. I mean, there's only two of us here. (laughs) Anyway, so lately, this is my, I wouldn't say it's my niche interest because it's an interest that a lot of people share, but Mm. like my swimming gossip interest, TikTok gossip is now my new thing. So it's always really juicy. Like I got really deep into this one couple's posts about their breakup and it's like them crying to camera minutes after splitting up. And then they just do this series of like to camera videos chronicling their like emotional breakdowns. I've seen breakup TikToks becoming a a trend. That's a whole other issue of people who should have their phones taken away from them. I think so. But look, the latest TikTok 
scandal that's going around is about Addison Ray, who is actually like the world's biggest TikTok star. She's literally 21 and has 88 million followers, which is massive. So her personal life used to be pretty private, but we knew that her parents, Sherry Easterling and Monty Lopez, split up when she was young, but then they got back together in 2017. And they would appear in her videos occasionally. It seemed like a really happy family until a TikTok user shared a video of a woman in her car on her phone captioned, when Addison Ray's father FaceTimes you late at night. And then shortly after that, this other video circulated of this guy in a club behind a woman, like grabbing her butt. And people claimed it was Monty, but he didn't address either of the clips, but it wasn't looking great. And then all of this exploded when a model posted Instagram stories in early July claiming that she was having an affair with Monty. And from there, it turned into this, oh, it's just like a huge social media mess. I mean, Sherry reportedly changed her body bio to single mom. And then she posted this TikTok saying she wanted to date rapper Young Gravy. I know you have a lot of thoughts on this name of this rapper. I just, I mean, look, no one wants old gravy. So Young Gravy is <laughs> definitely the, the way to go. But every time I say it, I just feel like I feel like a shiver of embarrassment deep within my soul. And unfortunately, we've been saying it over and over again, talking about this story the last few days. Yeah. I just don't know. I know that's not his real name. It's a stage name. Kids today are off the hook. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Is it just a ripoff of Young Blood? Is that a rapper yes, as well? I don't a know. Singer, I think not a rapper, but yes, oh, okay. it feels like. Anyway, it's spelt the same way. It's plagiarism. It's no. Right. It's like Y U N G B L U D because no one can spell anything correctly these days. Oh, okay. there's a lot. I can't. We're in a little the old kids, lady podcast the now. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we like now in a nursing home doing this podcast? <laughs> anyway, Young Gravy's 25, and he responded on a podcast called BFF, saying that he was now messaging Sherry. This is all early August, by the way. And then he told YouTuber Jeff. Wittek on his podcast that he was then going on a date with Sherry. Then Monty challenged Young Gravy to a <laughs> boxing match because, of course, he did. This is the only way influencers know how to, like, take their fights from social yeah. media into real life. And actually, Young Gravy was like, no, I'm a grown man. I will not be boxing you over oh, a TikTok He's been high and mighty by being a, a grown man for someone who calls himself Young Gravy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Addison stayed pretty quiet about it, to be fair, but that is until the MTV VMAs. Sherry rocked up with Young Gravy and they were, like, all over each other. There are videos of them making out and all of this stuff, like, not necessarily just for the cameras. People are saying it's, like, a real relationship. It doesn't seem staged. Monty responds on social media, of course, as you do, thanking Young Gravy for taking his leftovers, which is foul but also funny because it's gravy <laughs> and leftovers. I mean, gravy does reheat well, so it's not like they'd be it bad does. leftovers, they'd I feel. they be great leftovers. Anyway, what a mess. I'm so conflicted because on one hand I'm like, yes, Sherry, get it. She's 42, I think. She's divorced from this gross dude. I'm sorry, Monty just is gross. Yeah, he's got a real emotional. Young gravy's hot. He energy. is hot. Like, have you seen him? I mean, yes, but I feel like I have facial blindness of what he looks like on that red carpet because all of those, like, performers kind of look the same against an old lady. They he do. looked top from I can see. I only ever saw his side profile when he was, like, pashing Sherry in the mm. crowd, but he looked like a lovely young and, man. But she also looked hot. She had this, like, little purple mini She's on a hot it's all woman. laced yeah. up down the side. It's very sexy. And you know what? I just actually, you know how I am about women <laughs> over a certain age just, like, getting it and, like, being hot and, like, screw ageism. So I'm really kind of happy for Sherry, but I'm also like not into how this is all going down for Addison. It's not great for Addison, right? And look, everything I know about that girl has been forced into my mind via her like plot points on the Kardashians. Yes. All that horrific Netflix movie, he's all that. But I understand that she's trying to establish herself in Hollywood as a proper actress and mm. a brand away from Instagram, getting herself into the Met Gala. Apparently she signed like a big deal with Netflix and all of that's come off her being like very wholesome. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she's a family 
family girl. She's, you know, just one of the kids kind of thing. And I think this whole thing, obviously it's not her doing it, but when there's headlines like Addison Ray unfollows her mum on Instagram, follows her again, the two are feuding, people are sending in things to Dumois about how they're fighting. Like that's probably not going to reflect well on her. So I do mm. feel bad that like her creepy dad and her hot mum have dragged her brand through the mud a little bit. Like she'll be fine. TikTok has come back from way worse than this, but yeah. not ideal for her and her Netflix deal. And it's hard because it's like I understand parents wanting to like get that bread off the back of their kids getting mm. famous. Like, you know, they've been thrust into the limelight too. But I feel like there's a way to do it. Like I always feel like even with all of her dramas, Yolanda Hadid, like she stays out of her kids' lives. Like she's not like. I mean, she's way more problematic than poor Sherry. That's <laughs> she's a podcast more problematic. For a day. <laughs> and that is a podcast for a different day. But she's like, in terms of creating all this like chaotic drama where she's like on social media, like beefing with other people, I don't feel like that's the energy she gives me. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, good luck to Sherry and Manchua Gravy. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll. Lumpy Gravy and Sherry <laughs> together forever. No, 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 no. Okay, so it's the new profile that everyone is talking about. It's Meghan Markle's new interview with The Cut off the back of launching her podcast finally. I mean, look, things take a while, two years, not that bad, archetypes mm. with Spotify. So Meghan has done kind of, it's framed as a bit of a tell-all interview with The Cut, and there are a few lines in there that have made headlines. So it's entitled, it's got these beautiful images of her, some shot in a studio on location and some in her home in Montecito, and it's entitled Meghan of Montecito. She's left the firm behind. Harry's found a polo team in Santa Barbara. It's a weird headline. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a lot happening in this one headline. Like, Harry, get out of there. This is her moment. The kids are doing great. That's nice. Little Lilibet and Always Archie. Good. Always now, good. Yeah, now she's ready for the next act. So a lot to unpack in that title, but we will move on. So it starts off by talking about how Megan is ready to tell her story and that she's been silenced no more. Were you silent or were you silenced? Oh, stunning lino for us. <laughs> stunning. That's why we pay her the big bucks, yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. And so in this, it says, Megan, silence no more, looks around, making sure nobody who would be, which is a fair point. <laughs> no, nobody's what is this She's so paranoid. Is listening in. Then she drops a top secret. I'm getting back, dot, 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 on Instagram, oh, she says. Her God. eyes are light and devilish. Now, that may not seem like a mic drop, but it kind of is. Like when I actually took in what that information meant, it is kind of a big moment because Meghan Markle, when she was just a Suits actress, she was very much trying to be almost like the next Gwyneth or yes. like Blake Lively's failed lifestyle website or a group with The Tig. I don't know if you've ever read The Tig. I remember The Tig, but I never read it. I never read Everyone who says they've read The Tig is lying. Yes. Because no one knew that thing existed. I mean, except if you're a hardcore follower of Suits until we found out it was shutting down and and then we all rushed in to see what was on it. So she had the TIG, which was her lifestyle brand and her Instagram page. And very infamously, they were all the things that were taken away from her when she married into the royal family. Mm. And that was always seen as a symbol of her completely losing her freedom and her right to like post her images and tell her own story. And she goes on an article to say that one of the biggest kind of hardships of joining the royal family, and there are many as she details, mm. is the fact that they had to share an Instagram account with William and Kate and give their photos to the press before yes. putting them on Instagram. And for someone who's built their identity of Instagram, I can see why the poor woman was just not having that. Well, I think also if you have a background of never having to go through that many, like, levels of red tape to just put out a nice photo of your kid, like, it sounds 
wild, like Mm. having to, and she talks about having to give it to the press and she's like these people that have like said all these horrific things about my children. I don't want to give them photos. And yeah, Yeah. I understand what she's saying Like all a woman wants to do is take some artistic photos of avocado toast and post them with like a white border and a quote from (laughs) like a Shakespeare quote or something. That's all she wants to do and they took it away from her. And I thought what was interesting about the interview, I won't go through all of it because it's very long, but is that she's so overly media, not even media trained, that she's so aware of what she's saying that she can't get like a full story or quote out and everything Mm. comes out just slightly the wrong way, which is like, oh, I think this article in a way has backfired because it was meant to really shape her up as almost like the next Oprah. Like, you know, she's got this podcast series. She's talking to interesting women. She's shaping an empire with TV shows about empowering women. And she's almost come off more hated. And in this, the interviewer says that she kind of references the fact that she has a tiny bachelor producer in her brain directing what she says. And at one point in the conversation, she even starts instructing the interviewer of how she should transcribe the noises that she's making during the interview. It's not just her quotes, but the noises she's making. And then the interviewer says, she's making these guttural sounds and I can't quite <laughs> articulate what she's feeling in that moment because she has no words for it. She's just moaning. Oh, it's so weird, isn't it? Oh, it just came off so strange. I get what you're saying. Like there's almost this like desperation behind it from her, like an understandable desperation. Like this is a woman who has just been hounded and picked apart by media ever since it came to light that she was dating Harry. So I feel like everything that she does in the public sphere, she's being so cautious. But it's almost, like you said, backfiring, going the other way where then she just seems kind of bizarre, like this strange person, like locked up in this house, like who's lost touch with like reality. Yeah, she's like a caricature of what she thinks Meghan Markle should be instead of just kind of being Meghan Markle. Mm. And it's interesting because she's in this like crazy opulent house. They're talking about the candles and everything looks like a marshmallow. And there's been like a lot of hatred against that. But if that was like we love seeing that stuff with other celebrities like a Gwyneth Paltrow yes. we kind of find that endearing yes exactly or a Kim Kardashian like we kind of love these opulent out of touch celebrity homes that are something that we would never live in but for them it's kind of like a quirky endearing thing but for her it's almost like a symbol of Splashy her like her privilege yeah mm. which is almost why I think it, she really needs to get back on Instagram and maybe just be in our faces every day yeah because I think that she has these little short concentrated bursts of media and then she's so trying to get like a good angle of herself across and tell everything that's been bubbling in her mind for months. And she says in here she doesn't read media about herself. She obviously does. She absolutely does. And this is the thing, don't you reckon she just needs to, I just feel like I want to see Meghan Markle just go, I don't care anymore. I'm not going to keep trying to repair like the perception that the media has of me, that society has of me, that my haters have of me. I'm just going to do my thing. You know, like I think a lot of celebs do that. And there's probably a freedom in just going, I'm just not going to constantly try and repair a damaged Mm. reputation because she never will repair it. The UK just hate her. They're just always going to hate her. It's so unfair. It's awful. I think that she gets so much hate and so much criticism that then when there is something to actually criticise, it just piles on top of all this other bullshit. I just think she needs to stop. Just stop. I know, but the antidote that they see is to overly stage manage. There's a part in the interview where Harry walks in and it's meant to look 
look like he just stumbled across them. He's like shocked. What are you doing here? And then he (laughs) says, Megan came home from the cut photo shoot yesterday saying, I'm not a model. I'm a mum. And I said, you can be both. And I was like, shut up, Harry. No, you didn't. Harry. You're making it weird. They've obviously planned (laughs) that in there to be like, you can do anything as a mum. And obviously I am such a supportive dad. And I think he would be a supportive dad, but then you're making it weird. It's like they've hired robots to play them. So that's kind of, I can understand why people have not taken that on board. But there's also been a few lines in there that have really blown up and have painted her as a liar. So one in particular is that when she was talking about having to give photos of her children to the UK press before putting them on Instagram, she said, why would I give the very people that are calling my children the N-word a photo of my child before I can share it with the people that love my child? Mm. You tell me how that makes sense and I'll play the game. So now there's been a big backlash of articles and TV interviews and TikToks all combing through the UK press looking for where this was printed and saying there's no way this would have gone to print and there wouldn't have been a backlash against seeing the N-word in any kind of mainstream media, but in particularly in reference to Meghan Markle and the royal family. But she never actually says that that was printed anywhere yeah. and that was in a story. Like maybe she heard that reference somewhere. Maybe all those paparazzi who screamed at her in the street, someone yeah. said something. Maybe it was fed back to her through a second person. Like we don't really know. So I think that's been blown up to make her look like a liar. But if you read the actual interview, she didn't say that. No, and also it's like that's not even the point she's trying to make. She's saying, why yeah. would I give photos of my children to this bunch of like hounds that are literally who have done me. horrible things? Yeah. yeah, and constantly pick me apart. Like I don't want my children being picked apart and like torn to shreds from yeah. photos that I give them. Exactly. And I feel like then people start going back into stories she's told in the past. Like I had never researched Harry before I had met him. She obviously did. Yes. It's a little white lie that blew up. Or her trying to talk about the fact that she was poor growing up and it turns out that she probably wasn't and all that sort of stuff. But I think if we can forgive Ilaria Baldwin for pretending she was Spanish. <laughs> I can't with we that can, story. <laughs> we can forgive Meghan Markle for kind of bending the truth. I think yeah. she was just trying to look very unassuming. But the biggest thing that's really come out is that, and this is just such an unnecessary point, that she put in there Mm. is that she says when she was at the 2019 London premiere of the live action version of The Lion King, she just had Archie, she's saying it was a very cruel chapter. She was very scared to go out, which I think was true because that hatred around her was really intensifying at that moment. A cast member from South Africa who was in the movie pulled her aside and she alleges that he looked at her and said, I just need you to know when you married into this family, we rejoiced in the same way we did as when Mandela was freed from prison. Stop. The article does go on to say, of course, she's no Mandela, but perhaps even telling me this story is a model of defence. Because if you are a symbol for all that is good and charitable, how can anyone find you objectionable? How can anyone hate you? So, like, again, I, don't I know think about this. it was definitely the wrong thing to say. Yeah. And some of Nelson Mandela's relatives have come out and said, like, it is absolutely absurd of her to even put herself in the same kind of sentence and league as him and his actions and what people felt during his imprisonment, which is fair enough. I just think this is another case of her having this one little burst of media panicking yes. and trying to get us on side. And it's come out so wrong. Do you know how it reads to me? Is like, you know, when you go into like deep people pleasing yeah. territory in yourself and then somebody hates you and you're trying so hard to make them like you. I don't know. This Is this just me, guys? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and I get so desperate and then I say weird things because I'm like trying so hard for that person to like me that I almost overcompensate. I'm getting that vibe from Megan here and I wouldn't say I love her, but I don't hate her. Oh, yeah. I don't and hate I her like either. so That's many absurd. people yeah. in that space. So come on, Megan. No more of these interviews. Get back on Instagram. Just give us the 
real you. Exactly. Well, in saying that, we will link the full cut article in the show notes so you can read. And until then, I look forward to seeing Meghan Markle and her avocado toast back on Instagram. As always, everyone, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. And thank you to everyone who's given us a star rating on Spotify or a review on Apple Podcasts. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. This is my people pleasing coming out again. (laughs) Your feedback helps other people find our show and it allows us to keep making this content that you love. So thank you again. This episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram page. Bye. 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 Na 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 na